In today's show, it's time to look at over-unders for all of the teams in the Eastern Conference and my playoff predictions. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball as my voice just breaks up there. Um, Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And whatever your favorite team, go and check out that Locked On show as well. Locked On Celtics, Locked On Wizards, Locked On Bulls. We have you covered every team, every sport. Go and check them out. As I said today, going through over and under predictions for the Eastern Conference. There's been so much fantasy stuff happening through the week. So now I'm just having a look at some season projections. So we're going to look at wins for the Eastern Conference in this show. Next show, we're going to do Western Conference. Then we're going to do award winner predictions. Maybe we do some All-NBA and maybe even All-Star Team predictions as well. And then to get us into the start of the regular season, there'll be rotation predictions for each team. There will be weekly preview. There will be a what to watch for show. And then we kick off with our standard um, daily recaps after that. So lots of content coming if you haven't subscribed already. What are you waiting for? Get stuck into it straight away. So let's start by looking at um, over-unders. Let's go to Atlanta. Let's go in alphabetical order. The Hawks, and for a lot of these, you will see that, you know, and what I did is is I didn't look at the over-unders first. I went through and projected out the wins, tried to balance it right, well, not tried to, actually balanced it right across the entire league for wins and losses. Um, and then looked at the over-unders. And for the first few, they're coming out disturbingly similar. We'll say, as you'll see here with the Hawks, over-under set at 47 and a half wins. I've got them at 47 and 35. So it's a soft, soft-ass under. But of course, it's not one that you, well, it's not one that I would want to put money on. And that could easily change one or two games either way, depending on health and all that sort of stuff. Like the Hawks are a team where I could easily see them hitting 50 wins for the season. We know that they finished, were equal fifth in the standings or equal fourth in the standings last season, ended up in the fifth seed in the playoffs, got through to the conference finals, had to deal with a lot of injuries and a coach firing mid-season. Now they have stability of Nate McMillan. Hopefully the injuries ease up throughout this regular season. They could hit 50 wins pretty easily. I am going at 47-35 though for them. Um, and that just comes in as a soft under. So I, I like where they sit and you'll see where they end up in the uh, in the conference later on. But I do like them for this upcoming season at 47 and 35. Let's go to Boston. Another one whose projection comes in almost exactly bang on. 46 and a half is their over under on uh, sports bets, um, sports books, sports markets, whatever you want to say. Um, 46 and a half they come in as. I've got them at 46 and 36. So again, just a half game under. I probably look at that one as a little bit more confident on the under. Like with the Hawks, I've got them as half a game under, but I can see them going 49-50 wins. The Celtics, I've got them at 46, but it's more like, eh, maybe they're 45, maybe they're 44. I don't know how Emi is going to go. Uh, losing Kemba Walker, how does the Al Horford-Robert Williams scenario mesh in together? Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Smart trying to handle the ball. Like, how does all that work together? So I'm a little bit 
you know, probably you know, 46 down is where I'm looking at the Celtics. The Hawks, 47 up in terms of how to project that. So I feel, I feel a little bit better about betting the under on the Celtics at 46 and a half. I still probably wouldn't do it, but I'd feel a little bit better about doing it. Like if, if that Celtics over under came in at 47 and a half, then I'd be really happy with that. I think that's pretty good to, to have a crack at something like that. Um, so 46 and 36, I have the Celtics going at for this coming season. Let's go to Brooklyn. Tough one, obviously, because no Kyrie Irving at this point. They're set at 55 and a half. Now, I think with Kyrie, this is a 60-61 win team, really, if they can take it easy and, you know, and, and lose 20 games easily. Um, we'll lose only 20 games. Without Kyrie, it does become a little bit harder, but I, I do... I don't know. I don't know when. I do expect at some point Kyrie will play. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know what the hell happens, right? But I think that Harden and Durant and the rest of that team is pretty good as well. Can carry them above fifty-five and a half. I've got them at fifty-seven and twenty-five. It comes out tomorrow that Kyrie is playing, and that's one of the easiest overs out there. I think this is still a pretty solid over, but. That uncertainty probably leaves me to say, yeah, maybe, but probably not. Even though I am projecting them over, the Kyrie, this is me projecting Kyrie to play some in the season. About, yeah, probably a bit less than half of the year I'm projecting him at. With this, maybe about half of the season to get to that 57. But that might not happen, of course. And then, yeah, you're in real trouble in terms of trying to find uh, trying to find value on this um uh, on this Nets team, but we are—we uh, don't know where that sits currently because Kyrie, of course, is not vaccinated. Guys, I'm going to tell you about Prize Picks. It is the daily fantasy site making it easy. I love it. I know you will too. It has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than other DFS prop operators and offers all of the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes. You can also do cross-sport prize picks as well. So who's you know, does Pat Mahomes throw 400 or, or under yards? Does LeBron score 30 in their opening night game? Like you can combine multiple different things. All you do is you've got to pick two to five players and then get an over-under on their projections. And you can win up to 10 times your entry. It's just you versus those projected numbers. All Everyone who deposits and uses the promo code NBA receives 100% instant match deposit up to $100. So mixed sport entries... Easy to use on their app, award-winning app on the Google Play Store and on the App Store. Entries are made in 60 seconds or less and withdrawing is fast and easy. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Don't let the stress of everyday life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, also an elite athlete, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there is no substitute for a Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out and Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova and thousands, hundreds of thousands of customers and me. Go to Theragun or try your Theragun for 30 days starting only at $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. 
All right. Let's move on to the next team. Um, after Brooklyn, we are going to Charlotte. They are projected 38.5 over under. I guess there's a lot of hype regarding the Hornets based on LaMelo Ball last season. I am not looking at them as a 38 or 39 win team. I'm going really under on this one. This is, I think, one of the better ones out there. 34 and 48 is my projection for Charlotte. Obviously, they got pumped by about 100 points by the Mavericks in preseason. That is preseason the other day. But I'm a little, little worried about their big man depth. They're going to be relying upon Mason Plumley and PJ Washington Jr. at center. Um, Gordon Haywood has had plenty of injury concerns. We know that. Oubre's already injured. Because Miles Bridges, does his production keep up? I think LaMelo Ball's going to take steps forward. But I, I'm just not convinced with their big man depth or even their, their bench rotation as well. I just think 38 and a half. Uh, yeah, hitting to 39-40 wins for the Hornets. I, I acknowledge that it's possible. And they could be a team that, that does push towards 500. I really think that that's probably one year away for Charlotte. And that 38 is just going a little bit too far. So I'm going to take them 34-48 as projected wins for the Hornets this season. Hornets fans, drop you know, your hateful comments in the in the comments below. Uh, I'll take the under on that 38.5, taking the Hornets there for 34 wins for this season. Let's look at the Chicago Bulls. Their over-under sits at 43.5, so obviously significantly higher than where they were last year, significantly. Um, hard to, you know, we're not looking at exact apples-to-apples numbers, of course, because we only played um, 72 games last season. But in those 72 games, they were 31 and 41. So, you know, well below 500, and this over-under expects them to go uh, higher than that. Expects them to sit at a, uh, what, 40, yeah, 43 and a half win pace. All right, I've got them going over 500, but only 42 and 40. So I do yeah, acknowledge that they are improving significantly from last season. I don't think they're improving as much as others do, where they people think they might push to a top three, four seed. I don't see that. Um, but 42 and 40 means that it's under 43 and a half. I thought after some of their big preseason wins, that might actually push to 44, 45, which would be a massively strong under to me. 43 and a half still is a nice under, but it's not as comfortable a buffer as say we've got with that Charlotte one. Let's have a look at the next team. We're going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is another one's probably a stay away. They're over under set at 27 and a half. I've got them at 27 and 55. I've liked what Evan Mobley's shown. I think Darius Garland's competent as a point guard. Colin Sexton's a really good scorer. The pieces don't all, all fit together. We know that. Isaac Okoro is a complete zero on offense, but he can defend okay. Larry and can shoot. Jarrett Allen can protect the rim. There's pieces there that are solid enough on an NBA team. But how they all fit together remains to be seen. They're still quite... Their average age of their projected starting lineup is like 21. I think the oldest player is Jarrett Allen at 24. They're super young. We don't know what's going on with Kevin Love. They've still got real holes across the backcourt. Um, they at least have a backup point guard now, but their backup wing situation is terrible. Um, so I think 27.55 is where they sit. I could see them going more likely under than over. So it's more likely they're a 25-win team than a 30-win team. I think, which means if you want to go one direction, you probably do push the under. But I, I don't feel you know, super strong about that as a as a must-bet sort of scenario. Let's look at the Pistons. 25 and a half, they're over under a setter. I think they're better than the Cavs. And they're coming in two wins under that. I've got them projected at 28 and 54. To me, this is an over. Jeremy Grant, really capable NBA player. Isaiah Stewart, solid NBA center. Um, Sadiq Bay, very good NBA shooter. Corey Joseph, competent enough as a backup point guard, I guess. Yet a lot of wings. Josh Jackson, Frank Jackson, Hamadou Diallo. 
Kelly Olynyk, really good NBA player. The number one overall pick, Cade Cunningham, who, if he's actually really good, and I think he can be, he could push him even higher than this. Now, I don't like... You know, do, do, are they like, we have to super tanks, we really need to get another really high draft pick? I think they're pretty confident saying, we've got Cade. Like, this is it. We've got Cade. Well, we'll get other picks here. We're not going to push to the players. We'll get a good lottery pick. But we've got Cade. We've got our guy. If we're in a position where we're terrible, maybe they will push for the one. But I don't think they're going to be trying to instill this... Yeah, gigantic culture around their their centerpiece. They've got him. They've got their number one guy. So I think the Pistons push higher than this 25 and a half pretty easily. Um, they won't mix into the play-in, I wouldn't have thought, but 30 wins is yeah probably upper. 31 wins is probably upper reach. And at 25 and a half over under, yeah, I, I really like that opportunity. Let's look at the paces. 42 and a half they're set at. Obviously disappointment last season with Nate Bjorken. Now they get a massive upgrade by getting Rick Carlisle as their coach. But of course, the same bullshit's happening again. Malcolm Brogdon's out with a shoulder injury. He probably is ready to start the season. Karis LeVert has a fractured back. TJ Warren, who knows? I don't know when these guys are returning. Still got Devontae Sabonis and Miles Turner. Justin Holiday plugs some gaps. You've got you know, TJ McConnell coming off the bench. Rookie Chris Duarte maybe can contribute. But I think 42.5 is a little high for me. I see them being a step below where the Bulls are. So I've got them one game lower than the Bulls. Um, 41 and 41. Again, if I was leaning a direction, it's probably they head more towards 39 wins than they do to 44 wins. So that means the under looks a little bit more appealing there for the Pacers. Now, if they were healthy, heading in with Warren bang and ready to go, Levert bang and ready to go, then I would say they'd be a 43-win, 44-win team. Their over-under would probably adjust from there. But yeah, the way things sit with so much uncertainty, I don't feel particularly confident that they're going to be over a 500 team. Let's look at Miami. Over under 48 and a half. Now, I think people are just absolutely buying in. While Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker are there, they're going to be awesome. <sighs> Maybe. I, I don't see them being that good. I've got them at 45 and 37 for this upcoming season. So that's a really strong under. Yeah, that and the Hornets under, two really big ones, I think, here. Jimmy Butler will miss time. Kyle Lowry will miss time. Victor Oladipo isn't there. Their, their backcourt, or their, sorry, backup frontcourt is Dwayne Dedman and Markeith Morris. They're relying upon rotation minutes from Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Like, they're not, they're not back. They're not a team pushing 50 wins, I don't think. And even that, me projecting them at 45, 37, I look at that compared to having the Bulls at 42. It's a real easy scenario for me to look at that and say, well, the Bulls finish higher than the Heat. Like, real easy for me to see that. So Kyle Lowry is a massive upgrade, no doubt. PJ Tucker's solid for sure. But PJ Tucker actually wasn't good at all in the regular season last year and struggled in the playoffs too. So maybe that's not as good as we think it is. That's a really, really, uh, say it again, really solid under, I think, um, for the Miami Heat for this upcoming season. Tell what else is... Well, it's not solid, actually, because they're beautifully soft and delicious. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar tastes just like a candy bar, but it's a protein bar. You get whatever flavor you want there. What your favorite is? Raspberry, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, coconut, salted caramel, cherry and lime, apple almond crisp, lemon almond cheesecake. Great flavors available. Always chucking some specials in there as well, but they're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. The... These are the best tasting protein bars. They're healthy and you can get them for 15% off. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off Built Bar. So go and get yourself boxes of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar 
ever. All right, let's look at your reigning NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. Their projected wins are 54 and a half, which seems ludicrously low. Maybe they're they're tired from the long playoff run and two players playing in the Olympics. Maybe they'll take their foot off the gas because they won the title. But do you think this team doesn't hear, well, the Bucks are fluky, mate. If, if Kevin Durant's feet weren't so big, they'd be knocked straight out. Well, everyone just had injuries. That's how they got through. Do you think they're not hearing that? Ha, huh. Asterix champions. They're hearing that all the time. This is a team that, I've got them at 56-26. It's probably low. They could push 60 wins here easily. Like easily, they are really good. Giannis's knee is definitely a concern, right? Heard it in the playoffs, came back, and he's still not 100%. And he will miss some time, I'm certain with that. I don't know how much time, but there'll be games off during the year. But 54 is so low for what this team is, I think. This is a 58-60 to 60 win team with a full healthy Giannis. And 56-57 is a pretty strong over, I think, for this Bucks team. How good they've been the last, what, two, three regular seasons? They've been unbelievably good. I think that's a pretty, a pretty easy... Uh, over that one. Um, the Knicks, this is also pretty easy over. 41 and a half. Like, obviously, they were really good last year, and there's some concern that that really terrible offense that they had and really good defense, yeah, the defense might fall back a bit. I think it's fair to say that the offense is going to improve adding Kemba and Fournier. Hopefully, you get a healthy Mitch Robinson. I think that they can be... Obviously, it was an embarrassing playoff scenario for them. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the regular season. And, and Thibodeau is going to push hard. He's going to play his guys a shit ton of minutes. And that gives you an extra two to three wins. 41 and a half is too low. Maybe me projecting them at 44 wins is too low. They could be a 45, 46 win team pretty easily. I don't have extreme confidence in them in the playoffs at all. But that's not what we're talking about here. You know, I, I think that's a really, really strong over for the Knicks. The Magic. I think they're going to be shit house. At, by design. They're over under 22 and a half. Uh, that's under to me. I think they are. Spoiler alert for the Western Conference podcast. I think the Magic are the worst team in the NBA. 20 and 62, I've got them at. And I know the Thunder are deliberately being bad and accumulating these draft picks. The Magic are also deliberately being bad. They just don't have Shea Gildas-Alexander. Like they're they're going to come into this season with John Isaac and Markel Fultz. Who knows when they're coming back? They're going to have, you know, playing Wendell Carter and Mo Bumba together. Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony handling the point guard role. Gary Harris, who looks like trash, like starting, like that. they're not going to be good. I, there's a chance they go under 20 wins. To me, 22 and a half is low. I, I, that's under for me. I'm very like down on them. And that is exactly what they want. Get development into these players. Um, it's, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be real exciting at all for, for you know, wins. But in terms of development of players, Magic fans should be interested in that. Let's look at the Sixers. This is the bullshit one. This is the hard one to do. I don't know what to say here. Their over-under is 50 and a half. Ben Simmons, engaged, fully engaged. They smash this number. They smash it. I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Is Simmons going to play? He's with the team. Is he going to be there opening night? I, I think so, but how's he going to play? How are they going to work together? How are they going to solve their differences? I'd say like 50 and a half is not high for a team that was the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Like they can very, very easily, like very easily beat this number. 
And in fact, even though I've got them projected like half a win below, they won 49 games last year in a 72-game season. If I was going to bet anything, like just to say, oh, well, let's see how it goes, I'd bet the over. Because if Simmons does play, they piss this in. But I don't know, man. It's, just, it's obviously a gigantic stay away. But if I see that 50 win over under come down under 50, I'm going over. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the over and I'd actually bet it. I think I'd be pretty happy with it. The Raptors, 36 and a half over under. It's low, man. It's so low. I know they got the fourth overall pick. They weren't the fourth worst team last season and they tanked their absolute ass off last season to get into that position. They played the entire season away from home. COVID took their team out and then took their coaching staff out. And they just sat guys to get to a record of 27 and 45. Right, we've got 27 and 45. So we've got 10 more games this year and they've got to get 10 more wins. You don't expect them to win all 10 of those extra games, but that 27-45 is not real. They were a 31-32 win team last year. They easily, easily are better than this. I don't think that the rhetoric around, well, they're just completely tanking and, and that's what they're doing going for the future. I don't believe that's what they're doing. They're back at home. They want to show their fans yeah, what they can do. Nick Nurse is one of the best coaches in the NBA. They trust what they do. I think they pissed this in. I think they are well over 36 and a half. 40 wins I got them at. And getting to over 500, it's not not a hard challenge for them, I don't think, to get to 42, 43 wins. Absolutely possible. That 36 and a half just seems comically low. And then lastly, we look at the Washington Wizards, who's over under set at 34 and a half. I guess they've dropped that way back because of the absence of Russell Westbrook when, I guess, in theory, you could say the absence of Russell Westbrook perhaps makes them a better team. They finished 34 and 38 last season. So with 10 extra games this season, the Vegas market thinks that they'll win the exact same amount of games. Is Westbrook worth that much? The answer to that is absolutely not. And Westbrook was replaced by players in the trade and they added Spencer Dinwiddie. So I've got them at 37 and 45. That might be too low. Now, Brad Beal could say, I'm out. I don't think he will. I think that's more after the season if that happens at all, which I don't think it will. This is an easy ass over. This, the Raptors, the Hornets, the the Knicks. These are some real easy ones. The the Miami under. There's some ones there that I'm really, really big on. And this one here just screams nonsense. Maybe Wes Unsold's a bad, bad coach. But what are you comparing him to? Scott Brooks. (laughs) Okay, all right. Um, Yeah, I look at that 37 and 45 that I put up there and go, shit, that might even be low. 34 and a half is comical. It's comical. So that is my over-unders for the East. But let's have a look at how I think the playoffs and just putting these in order if you weren't able to keep keep a track of that as we were going. So my play-in teams. I've got the Knicks, the Bulls, the Pacers, and the Raptors. In the play-in. Knicks in seven, Bulls eight, Pacers nine, Raptors ten. I think the Raptors would beat the Pacers there. I think the Bulls would beat the Knicks. Uh, yeah, the Bulls would beat the Knicks. And then the Raptors and Knicks. I could see the Raptors actually winning that. Nurse is a better playoff coach than Thibodeau. And then I could see the Chicago Bulls and Toronto getting the seventh and eighth seed. Um, heading into the year. Heading into the playoffs. But that's how, you uh, based on my win projections, that's how I've got the play-in looking. Um... In terms of how the other playoffs spots look, number one seed, Brooklyn Nets. Number two, Milwaukee Bucks. Number three, Philadelphia 76ers, hinging on Ben Simmons. Four, Atlanta. Five, the Boston Celtics. And six, the Miami Heat. Um, 
I could Atlanta, Philadelphia is very easily swappable. Sixers could be all the way down in sixth seed here, depending on what happens with Simmons. But that is how I've got that all looking. Now, of course, you're going to have plenty of disagreements. Josh, you hate this team. What a hater. You hate the Knicks. You hate the Raptors. You hate the Bulls. You hate the Hawks. You hate the Bucks. You hate the Nets. You hate everybody. You, why do you hate the Magic so much? Huh, you like the Pistons. That's interesting. Like, all right, so tell me. Tell me below who I hate. Tell me what you hated about these projections. Tell me what you like. What did you agree with? How do you see the playoff seeding and the play-in game scenario working for the Eastern Conference? Drop it in the comments below. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And of course, here on YouTube, subscribe, give it a thumbs up, leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.